Hello and welcome to We the People. This week, more than 1,600 parents in the national capital signed an online petition requesting government authorities and other key stakeholders to reopen schools for in-person classes on a priority basis. A delegation of parents met the Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sodia. They submitted a memorandum requesting that schools and Anganwadi centres be the first to reopen as and when Delhi begins lifting its current set of COVID restrictions. However, the Delhi Disaster Management Authority postponed the decision on reopening schools, but it was decided that restaurants, bars, cinema halls uh, were allowed to be reopened at 50% capacity. Does this make sense? Does it make sense? If it's safe to go to a restaurant, a bar and a cinema hall and malls, then why is it unsafe to go to schools? And if the answer you're going to say is because kids are not vaccinated, why aren't kids prevented from entering malls and cinemas? Are we really keeping our kids safe? Or is this a placebo effect? As India celebrates its 73rd year of republic, what of our children's constitutional rights to education, to health and to life, a normal life. Have we failed our children? Joining us now, uh, the chairperson of the DDMA of the Central uh, District, the District uh, Magistrate in the Central District. Uh, joining me, do we have Akriti? All right, so let's uh, go across to Akriti Sagar. She's joining us as the chairperson of the DDMA, the Central District, uh, mag- the District Magistrate of the, of the uh, Central District. Uh, Akriti, uh, you know, globally schools are the last to close and the first to open, but not in India. Can you take us through the DDMA's thought process? How is it possible that one can go to a mall, one can watch a movie today, one can get a drink with friends or colleagues after work, but our children cannot go to school? And it's ironic, and really the joke is on us. Hi, uh, so uh, we, uh, the DDMA has decided not to open up schools as of now since children are not vaccinated as of now. But uh, that's because uh, online learning has taken place and past uh, one year or so we have seen that online learning is uh, giving good results. So uh, before uh, reopening the schools and the decision is made uh, on that, uh, the positivity is being checked and accordingly a decision will be taken. But uh, Akriti, like I was saying, kids aren't vaccinated, you say, so they can't go to schools, but you're letting them go everywhere else. See, the first respondents for a child are the guardians, which are the parents or uh, the guardians who are taking care of Absolutely. the children. So they, they are taking care of them. And uh, when the schools reopen also, whenever the decision is taken ultimately, then uh, also parents will be taken uh, in confidence. Uh, but in right the now, then why not reopen schools and leave it up to parents if they want to send their kids to schools? Right now, parents don't have an option. You've chosen, you've prioritized. The DDMA ma'am has prioritized liquor shops over our children's education. We're keeping a close watch on the positivity rate. And uh, based on that, the decision soon will be taken on uh, when schools can reopen. So but we won't are keeping the positivity a very rate, ma'am, rise as Delhi opens up? Obviously, the positivity rate will rise. The more we open up, the positivity rate will rise. And then it's like a vicious circle. The kids will never get to go to school because the positivity rate will never go down. Or you prioritize and you say everybody stays home. You don't go, get, go, don't go to a bar, don't go to the gym, don't go to a mall. But your kids go to school. Lockdown cannot be a permanent solution. But uh, we have no uh, data to... <laughs> Uh, suggest that positivity rate will definitely increase as we open up more and more. 
so that is still to see and uh, once uh, the vaccination uh, process speeds Did up it's already sp- sped Did up and uh, once uh, more and more people are vaccinated we are we'll reach the herd immunity and hopefully we'll create a safe environment for everyone well it's already been 2 years let's go across to vijay jolly of the bjp mr jolly bjp delegations if you just look this up you will find the whole uh, flood of stories bjp delegations go to the lg they asked to end the curfew they urged the lg to uh, to end odd even clearly you have access uh, to the lg but you have not asked for schools to reopen who needs schools as long as one can go to malls and the movies such a low priority for education sir well you see i'm not having a brief for the bjp tonight i'm speaking as you're a with the bjp the mr jolly i'm yes 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 i am speaking as a citizen of the capital no mr jolly well, we've invited you not as a citizen Yes, you have invited me as the president of the Daily Study Group, and Mr. Jolly, as a I'm member of the BJP who yes, has been I part am, of delegations yes, yes. who has gone to the LG, yes. I am asking you: Have you yes. ever raised the issue of reopening schools, prioritizing schools over gyms and malls and bars? I am coming over to that. Please, if you give me a time, please. There is so the no clock doubt. Is ticking. There is no doubt that the corona has badly. affected the students the brains the studies and the parents alike and it is also a, a, a known fact that though the second wave was ferocious admittedly the third wave is mild and when we have allowed the economic activities restaurants bars and cinema halls there is this demand to reopen the school is legitimate but we should not rush up what necessary precautionary steps the delhi government and the protective drills the schools have adopted for the safety and security of the school uh, kids when the schools reopen physical distancing reducing the class sizes staggering the start and the close of the timing staggering the meal timing water and hygienic facilities these all are the various aspects on which the delhi government and its thor fella fellelia have to take into account the public as well as the private schools which number 5713 schools in the capital i have not heard during the past 2 years government machinery or the uh, uh, different uh, educational directorates taking the school principals the staff the teachers into account and telling them any child who will go to the school after the reopening of the schools will have to be fully vaccinated because it is going to affect the life and the times of the future of the children i do agree with the various factors that it is high time we should shed our differences of politics and other things apart and the young children they are lost of uh, a precious time which is gone in this pandemic while sitting at home while taking education from the computers it is high time that they find the real study time at the school in the playground but well, do we need to wait do we need to wait for vaccinations we last doctor zara i want to bring in rati nehra she is the co-founder of baby jalebi a baby and kids product brand well known one she's also the mother of two one of the signatories of that online petition and advocate for schools reopening uh, rati how i mean do you feel crushed 
when you hear what uh, Mr. Jolly is is saying, uh, do you feel that in the name of protecting our children in the short term, we're actually doing them long term harm? Absolutely, Sarah. To put it into perspective, the last time my one of my children went to school, she was in the second grade. Now she's about to go to the fifth grade. So while online education was great, it was a band-aid we needed at the time to protect our children and still give them an education. It has now been almost two years of school online. And is there a risk to send them to school right now? Yes, there is a medical risk, but I think there's a far greater risk to their mental, emotional and social well-being. I, I feel that our children have become lonely, they're sad, they're, they're hopeless. In fact, my six-year-old actually said to me, why do you get to go to work and why does Papa get to go to work and why did we go to Goa last and why can't I go to meet my friends in school? And honestly, I did not have an answer because uh, frankly, I'm wondering myself, we can't keep waiting for a vaccine that one may or may not give their child. You know, and when in a large population are we going to reach full capacity? Do we really need that vaccine? We're now in the third wave. We have more knowledge. We know that kids are relatively safe compared to adults. Do we need to vaccinate kids in order for them to attend schools? Are school super spreaders? Let's go across to a doctor. We have a doctor, uh, Manpreet Sethi. She's a pediatrics endocrinologist and Max Hospital. She's also the mother of twins, aged 12 years. Uh, They're in class seven. Uh, Doctor, you're a mother. And a pediatrician, that's why we've invited you on the show because we would like to know actually whether you would send your school, kids to school tomorrow. We know that COVID is not lethal in kids. We know that now. Do we need to first vaccinate kids? Should that be a prerequisite for reopening? Because that is what Akriti Sagar, Vijay Jolly are both saying. So let's understand this first once and for all that WHO and a lot of these scientific bodies are saying that we have to de-link vaccination with school opening. There is no link between vaccination and school opening because and this has a lot of reasons. So uh, as it is, we know that with vaccination, you are still prone to getting the disease. You are still prone to transmitting the disease. And even if there is disease in children, it's a very mild disease. There's a Hmm. lot of data all over the world that children hardly suffer the uh, incidence of hospitalizations or mortality is extremely low. So it's very clear that children do not get any severe disease. Moreover, most of the world, 70 uh, to 80 percent of the world has been open. The schools have been open for the last two years. And that time there was no vaccination. And in countries where vaccination is freely available, also countries like the UK, they haven't really gone, you know, that they will not allow children to come to school if they are not vaccinated. In fact, they took their time to vaccinate children uh, below 15 years of age. Uh, even now, they have just started vaccinating children uh, less than 10 years. Have been almost constantly open throughout. So I think it's time that we realize that vaccination uh, and uh, school opening are two different things because it should not be a prerequisite at all uh, for opening schools. Okay, so children, the least at risk, says a doctor here, but the worst impacted. Two years of no school so far, yet the hard reality is that there are parents who don't want to send their kids to schools. And that is a voice too. We can't, uh, we have to hear them and give them uh, a platform too. Aprajita Gautam is the president of uh, a group called the Delhi Parents Association. And uh, this group is against the reopening of schools 
for students below the ages of uh, uh, of 15 aprajita why why do you say this you've heard doctors like i said we're in the third wave now we know a lot more about covid and how long will you would you ask for schools to be closed uh, because we don't know when all kids will be vaccinated how long is long enough what what are the fears here thank you main ek do teen cheeze clear kar deti hu number 1 ये जो बात अभी हम बात कर रहे हैं जैसे डॉक्टर ने बोला वैक्सीनेशन किससे रिलेटेड उन्होंने जो भी थ्योरी दिया है आपने खुद देखे वो कॉन्ट्राडिक्टी हो रहा है कोई कुछ कह रहा है कोई कुछ कह रहा है दैट इज अ रीजन जो पेरेंट्स हैं आज की डेट में डलाइमा में हैं वो स्कूल भेजे हैं ना भेजे तो मैं अपनी बात को बहुत सिंप्लीफाई करके आपको बताऊंगी अगर आपने स्कूल खोलना है तो फिफ्टीन टू एटीन की एज के जो बच्चे हैं जो नाइन्थ से ट्वेल्थ तक के बच्चे हैं आप उनके लिए स्कूल खोलिए उसके पीछे मैं लॉजिक देती हूँ टेंथ और ट्वेल्थ के बच्चों के प्री बोर्ड के प्रैक्टिकल होने हैं उन बच्चों के कहीं ना कहीं हमें उम्मीदें हैं कि मार्च एंड पे या अप्रैल आते आते उनके ऑफलाइन एग्जाम्स होंगे तो उन बच्चों को जरूरत है कि घर के माहौल से निकल के वो स्कूल के माहौल में जाकर वो अपने एग्जाम की प्रिपरेशन करे जैसे वो बोर्ड के टाइम पे उनको प्रॉब्लम नहीं आए इसी तरीके से 15 और 18 के लिए आप स्कूल खोलें वहीं वहां पर हम 15 से नीचे की एज की बात करें यानी कि क्लास एट्थ तक के हमारा ना खोलने के पीछे लॉजिक है हम ये कह रहे हैं कि फेब्रवरी में मैं आपको बता देती हूँ दिल्ली दिल्ली में सेवेंथ फेब में मोस्टली स्कूल के सेवेंथ फेब ऑनवर्ड्स फाइनल एग्जाम शुरू हो जाएंगे अब आप मुझे बताइए जिन बच्चों ने सारे साल ऑनलाइन पढ़ा आप अचानक से उनके लिए स्कूल खोल के फाइनल एग्जाम के लिए बुलाएंगे तो मेरा ये मानना है एज ए पेरेंट ऑल्सो एज ए प्रेजेंट ऑल्सो कि उन बच्चों पे जो मेंटल स्ट्रेस आएगा वो कहीं ज्यादा आ जाएगा तो हमारे पास कोई राइट नहीं बनता हाँ मैम आप कह रहे हो कि यू नो यू आर कंफ्यूज बिकॉज सो मच इन्फॉर्मेशन सेंट यू एंड नॉन ऑफ इट इज क्लियर फेयर एनाफ शायद वो हो सकता है बट इफ दैट इज द केस मैम तो आप आपके बच्चे को यू यू आर अ पेरेंट योर चाइल्ड योर रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर योर चाइल्ड यू कैन कीप योर चाइल्ड एट होम वाई कांट स्कूल ओपन एंड पेरेंट्स चूज टू सेंड दर चिल्ड्रन टू स्कूल right see this is not my my decision only 70% of parents they are not ready to send their kids All right okay that is the crux that is the crucial point 70% of parents are not willing to send their kids to school says Aprajita Gautam I'd like to bring in another parent here Priyanka Dev she's a mother of two children age 15 and 11 Priyanka you've got uh, signed your part you've organized the change.org uh, petition with 4000 signatures but what do you say to the fact that there are parents who are nervous and parental consent will be necessary for children to attend school if a majority of parents are not comfortable will it not defeat the purpose because a lot of Uh, uh, the 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 need to open schools is also for social issues because these our children need to interact with others no i don't think i agree that 70% of the children, parents don't want to uh, send their children to school we've got close to 4500 signatures on that uh, petition now and it's not even reached uh, you know a large that, population yeah. and uh, i agree with the doctor when she says that you know vaccination is we cannot wait forever जब तक वैक्सीनेशन होएगी इट विल बी अनदर ईयर आर आर चिल्ड्रन गोइंग टू बी सिटिंग एट होम सफरिंग टिल देन इट्स जस्ट नॉट फेयर फॉर पेरेंट्स लाइक अस हु वांट टू सेंड देयर चिल्ड्रन टू स्कूल यू नो इट शुड बी आवर डिसीजन देयर आर चिल्ड्रन वी नो हाउ टू प्रोटेक्ट देम राइट इफ वी आर विलिंग टू टेक द रिस्क ऑफ सेंडिंग देम टू स्कूल बिकॉज़ वी फील दैट इट्स मोर हार्मफुल फॉर देम टू स्टे एट होम यू नो सोशली आइसोलेटेड इन फ्रंट ऑफ कंप्यूटर स्क्रीन्स व्हाई शुड वी बी फोर्स्ड टू कीप देम एट होम श्योर 
And also, I mean, how is it possible that some states can reopen, which means they are finding ways to yeah. open schools safely and others aren't? Let's just take a look at this map quickly. Andhra Pradesh, Meghalaya, Mumbai have already opened schools. Bangalore, Telangana, Jharkhand, Pune, Chandigarh, Tamil Nadu, Rajasthan, Tripura, all of them are opening schools tomorrow. But Delhi and UP not opening school. So why the difference? Karnataka's Education Minister BC Nagesh just joins us. Thank you so much sir. It's good news for students of Bengaluru. They will be able to go to school starting tomorrow. That is from Monday. What has changed uh, Mr. Nagesh when you say there are safety precautions in place? What is this new normal? How could you assure parents that classes are safe? Now we have advised the DCs to do, take Class as a unit. If yeah. any positivity occurs in one class, example 10A, yeah. uh. then all the students of 10A class will be tested. Mm. And if we see positivity too much in the class, then mm. the school will be closed for seven days. <coughs> Only that particular student who has been tested positive then we decided we only to close the classes for three days and uh, uh, then to start the classes again, except that bar. All right. All right. Well, uh, we've, uh, um, uh, you know, if Bagalow can do it, the question, of course, is uh, if Karnataka can do it, why not Delhi? We've closed schools when it was not safe for children, but ex excessive caution is now harming our children. The next generation will be left behind if we don't reopen our schools, as tweeted the deputy uh, Chief Minister of Delhi, Manish Sisodia, yet our schools aren't yet open. Dr. Jyoti Bose is the director of the Pring Springdale Schools in India and abroad. She joins us now. Dr. Bose, your Indian schools are closed, but your international ones are open? That's right. Uh, our schools have been closed for two years. And uh, I've been watching... I've been watching your program... Can you hear me, Sarah? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, ma'am. Yeah. And why are schools considered a hub for COVID in the first place? Nowhere in the world are schools practically closed for two years. Schools are an essential service like education. And it's such a pity that we do not give education that priority. I understand that a lot of us have lost people during COVID. The fear of parents. I've been listening to your parents who are on the show. But in the long run, how long can we do this? We can't be left loosely between hybrid, online, offline learning. A lady before from the Parents Association spoke only of examinations yeah. and learning, and therefore 16 to 18 or whatever, 10 Correct. to 12. But let me tell her that schools are not about examinations only. Hmm. Look at the emotional damage that we have done to our children uh, for two years. We can never repair that damage. There will be differences in their developmental patterns, in their social behavior in school. They won't know how to relate to their peers. You imagine the power of a teacher face-to-face -face with a student. It brings back everything. Also concerning is children with special abilities yes. who need to be in a social atmosphere. That's a very important part. Secondly, why... Why do we, I think a lot of schools and the government may be thinking, well, who's going to be liable if schools open? Well, there are always risk factors. There are protocols that have to be put into place. 
But remember, it's not only about lateral flows in the school um, by the NHS in England, which has maybe 10 children or 15 in a class. We have a game of numbers, and no doubt it's difficult. So if we open in a phased manner, we've done that before. Uh, when we opened for six days, we had 10% of the children turned up. But I'm sure now with this new wave on the decline, and it's a milder wave, as doctors say, and we shouldn't really relate it to vaccines at all, mm. and with 6 to 18-year-olds wearing masks, I think we can try it on. And what about the teachers? Nobody's thinking about what they're going through. Where do they focus? Their face-to-face -face learning or hybrid learning? This hybrid. So I think it's high time that we have to have a collaborative approach between the government, the parents, and the schools. And the government is free to audit any school for safety norms and protocol. But surely, Sarah, the time has come. Surely. Absolutely. I'm glad you spoke about special needs kids, the economically weaker section kids, those kids who have probably dropped out of the last two years and may not return ever to learning. But uh, And also another issue you have raised, I'm thinking now what happens in the eventuality when physical schools do reopen? How are we going to prepare to ease our kids back into school? We're not talking about this. We don't hear parents talking about this either. Uh, also, uh, I I want to just talk about uh, the impact on education. The ASA surveys have shown that education in India was already poor. We know that. Studies have shown that, you know, three uh, 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 th third graders, 50% or so of them still can't read a textbook. Consequences of two years of school closures. That will only acerbate this further? In the learning, yes. Dr. Bose? Yes. Well, I certainly feel that up to, the, the question is how people are going to jump to board classes and then we will have the CBSE lowering its standards yes. so that the pass percentage of Delhi State or whatever you have, I mean, it, it raises, you know, you have to have the, we've done so well in Delhi and we've, you know, got so much percentage. So I think we are going to be never going to be able to make up that time of what they call development, uh, you know, what stones or whatever, development milestones, those will go. There are certain ages at which children learn something, and you cannot learn it at a later or earlier stage, and that we've lost. So in that terrible, you know, hullabaloo for trying to rush into the board class, into the board class, well, it's going to be, well, we've made enough adjustments as it is, and I'm sure our teachers will be up to it. But give us a chance. Please have your protocols in place. And certainly, let Delhi government audit all the schools for their safety code. Audit all the schools if they need to, because to the question is in the process of grappling with the pandemic. Are we allowing an even bigger crisis to emerge? Dr. Manpreet Sethi, I want to go across to you last. Should we just assume and be prepared for the fact that if schools reopen, their cases will rise? We will see cases. I mean, and we can just, you know, there's no panic then. There's no hoo-ha because the benefits outweigh the risks. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sarah. Uh, yeah, when the schools will reopen because there is uh, Omicron around right now and whatever little numbers also, children are likely to get, especially ones who have not had an infection in this wave or in the earlier waves, there is a likelihood that they might might experience this mild flu-like illness, you know, little fever, little cough, cold, which used to happen to children earlier also. It's like no, a but doctor, infection. many parents are reporting that the kids are, have been facing high fever, right, for a few days. 
Yes, I feel. Yes, because this virus, this Omicron strain, particularly, is mostly it harbor. It's harbored in the upper uh, airways, in the nose and the respiratory uh, upper respiratory passages, and it does induce a response just like another influenza virus or a flu, where you do get high grade fever. And children are getting high grade fever anywhere between hundred one, hundred two, hundred three, but it is settling down very much in the next one or two days or three days maximum. So nothing. As a pediatrician, as a pediatric endocrinologist, we not seen any cases of severe covid or covid pneumonias in children in any of the three hospitals that i am going to so i think uh, this we when we send our children back to school we should be prepared a little bit that this might happen but if we don't send our children back to school we are already facing a pandemic of so many problems lifestyle related problems mm. the number of cases of childhood obesity uh, you know type 2 diabetes all right uh, the, bone mineral density so many things are increasing so it's time to you know make a very informed decision based on science and facts and so make an informed decision and yeah. be aware as doctor yeah. points out here that if you send your child to school there is a chance that they will get covid if you send your child to school there's a chance that other children in that class could have covid but uh, as doctor says here the benefits outweigh the risk here thank you all for joining us we parents have to ask ourselves have we over the last 6 months gone to the parlor have we taken a vacation have we gone to the gym have we attended a wedding we need to ask this question be truthful to ourselves have we gone to the mall at that point of time did we assess the risks did we take our kids along with us and if we could do that why can we not send them to school will we do right by our children will history judge us poorly have we failed our children that's a question on we the people tonight